In today's special episode of In Context, activist Mary Nelson remembers Martin Luther King. He has sounded forth the trumpet that shall never call retreat. It was a sweltering Chicago summer night in 1966 when Mary Nelson first encountered Martin Luther King. She was just back from a two-year stint as a teacher in Tanzania and living in Chicago's west side as racial tensions were reaching a fever pitch. Mary knew it was time to take action, and she remembers the night that she and hundreds of others first heard and later marched beside Dr. Martin Luther King. Well, it was the summer when Martin Luther King decided to take his campaign for his civil rights and justice to the North. And he chose Chicago, uh, and he came and would... Uh, on weekends, there would be uh, marches uh, into the most uh, segregated and white violent uh, kinds of communities uh, in Chicago. Yes, the idea of the marches were to go into the places, was to break open those places that where black people were not uh, allowed, where they were simply, uh, if some black person tried to move into that community, they would be firebombed and, and have... Uh, uh, threats, uh, other kinds of threats to their uh, safety, but it was always in those most angry and most racist communities. I will never forget, that was the night before in a church, there would be a kind of a rally to get people pepped up and to re- remind us of why we were marching. The rally that evening was in uh, Westside Church, and it was packed. It was just jam. It was hot and sweaty, and it was just jam-packed. And you know how Martin Luther King would he would start very low and slow. If that is any doubt in anybody's mind concerning whether we have a movement here in Chicago, you ought to be in this church tonight. And then he would build up into a crescendo. And, and so he uh, talked, and as he got to the, the highest part of it, he said, we've got to tear down these walls of separation, these walls of racism, these walls of... Uh, economics. We've got to just tear down these walls if we're going to have the kind of place that God would, would really want. And Mahalia Jackson was there that night, so she got up after he spoke, and we were all just standing and cheering and, and saying amen to this. And she got up, and she sang Joshua took the Battle of Jericho, and the walls are come tumbling down. The crowd was just, we were on our feet, and it, like uh, the, the angelic hosts had uh, spoken. And the next day, we marched into Belmont Craig in a white area. And as we gathered there, the streets were just uh, thronged with uh, white, angry, angry people shouting obscenities and, and uh, uh, throwing things at us. And, and we marched uh, down those streets, the pastors up front, the king leading the way. I was two or three rows behind on the outside, behind Mahalia Jackson, who was marching as well. And people would be throwing things uh, at us, and King never flinched. He just, uh, arm in arm, he just kept moving forward. And a very angry white man uh, on the edge uh, spit at Mahalia Jackson, and it landed on her cheek. And she stopped, and she paused, and we all paused behind her. And she looked at that man and she said, God bless you, my child. And he, like Judas Iscariot, just shriveled up and sunk into the crowd. 
And then I knew what the power of nonviolent uh, resistance, of putting love in the place of hate. Uh, and it, it just made an indelible mark in terms of me for the rest of my life, so that, that witness to the power of nonviolent love. Mary has never stopped marching. And over the decades, she has led movements engaging students, pastors, politicians, business leaders, people of every religion and no religion to march with her to tear down the walls of separation, racism, and economic disparity. And what advice does Mary have for those who are ready to join in this unbroken march toward justice? What's really important is that we not be afraid, that we know that when we are on God's side for justice and community, the vision that God has for community, that we don't need to be afraid. But we need to take action. We can't just sit in our armchairs and complain what's about what's going on. But we need to take action. And if that action is uh, marching, if that action is speaking up when racism, when these other things are happening, if that action is writing letters to uh, and emails to our legislators, um, but we need to take action. And when we do, we get the experience of community, the experience of the beloved community that King so much talked about. Uh, and that spurs us on, and it gives hope because God has a vision for how we live, uh, how we should live together, and what kind of a world this is. And it gives us a little teeny experience of what that is—the kind of place where children get to live and to to, to the fullness of life, where where uh, we all have enough to eat, and where where people get to build houses and get to live in those houses. God's vision for how we should be inspires and keeps us going even though we've got a lot of a lot of uh, work to do to get to that vision. Mary Nelson is one of Omnia Leadership's most valuable leader trainers. Learn how Omnia can help you become a powerful leader for a just world. Visit omnialeadership.org. From the Omnia Institute for Contextual Leadership, I'm Vince Eisner.